0: The Brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customers see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk you're listening to Chesh FM exclusively on the Pod Station.
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Chess FM podcast. Uh, my name is Mark. I'm the chairman of the club. Normally, joining me is an army of people. Uh, they may jump on sporadically over the course of the recording, like they normally do. But until then, I've made sure that I'm joined with the most important other person. Uh, that is our captain Perry Hughes. How are we doing, Pez? Hello, my mates. I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm all right. To be honest, I've I've bumped that introduction slightly because i should have said uh the most important person is our captain and october's player of the month perry hughes join join,
2: jo- join player of the month well
1: he's he's not here to correct you on that fact is he
2: i know but he's scary so i thought i'd get it in, <laughs> in case he batters me
1: so how are you doing anyway pal
2: i'm not bad me yeah not bad just put the roasties in so um waiting for them to crisp and open doors, thought we'd get a little uh, little
1: chat out, the we? way. Yeah, well, ironically, there's quite a lot to talk about, despite the mm-hmm. fact that at the moment, uh, grassroots football is locked down thoroughly, so there won't be any more football played, well, uh, we'll chat about this a little later, I suspect, but probably before Christmas anyway. Um, so, uh, I, s- I suppose let's get started with the usual uh, part of the show that we do, which is... Match reviews, last time we recorded this, and if you want to listen to the previous episodes, you can check it on uh, uk. find the Chesh FM tab, or if you go to any of the major podcast platforms, you can find them there. If you subscribe, downloads automatically, so you don't have to worry about it. Alternatively, if you have download our Cheshire Lines FC mobile app, which is free, and on Apple and Apple, Android app stores, You can also find a podcast tab there where you can listen to it just as easily so uh, if you check out that previous episode uh, the major subject matter was how grim september was on the football field in terms of results not necessarily performances Um, we we obviously went to great pains to stress that actually looking at it uh, we were very unlucky to not come away with far more points in september than we actually did but of course, anyone listening to this, certainly neutrals, will have probably thought we're full of shit um, because that's what people who lose always say. Uh, but actually, yeah. October has kind of proven us correct.
2: Yeah, it's a massive change in fortunes, isn't it? I wasn't um, I on the last podcast, but I, I can reiterate I think apart from Pulten, Vic, I thought we deserved more from um, the games we lost. I think Bootle, St Edmunds, who. U- U- fired away on an unbelievable run and fair play to them. I think we, we were winning with a couple of minutes to go and we had a big chance and miss that and they ended up doing us twice on the break. So we threw that away, so I'd say we probably deserved a share of the spoils and definitely has well away. And um, We were really unlucky not to come away with at least a draw, but like you say, this month we've um, bit down on the gum shield, came out swinging a little bit and we've gone unbeaten, haven't we, for the month?
1: Indeed, I mean, those three teams you just mentioned there are actually sitting in the top four, aren't they? So it does does suggest that we did face some of the better teams early on. Um, And as you said, two of the three, we were definitely unlucky. I think there's no disputing against Poulton-Victoria. Quite frankly, we could have played till midnight and it wouldn't have gotten any better. Uh, But October came dawn of a new day as they say and uh results of, of of perhaps being a bit more consistent with how we would have expected at the beginning of the season so starting with South Sefton I mean again I said this at the in the last show that South, F- South Sefton was certainly not where I would have wanted to go for the first game uh, in October oh, okay. with a view to trying to turn things around because uh, well, we had our RCs handed to us last time we played them at their ground, um, and they have some very handy players. Uh, but Pez, in probably some of the worst conditions I've had to witness of grassroots football game in, uh, we did it. We did it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I've got a lot of respect for them as a team uh, and as a club. The good fellas and stuff. When you speak to them and the play, they're a really good team. I think we, we, we even when we beat them. Uh, At our place, it was like 6-5. They still put five past us. Um, And like you say, we got our asses handed to us. So I, I was looking at that thinking, this isn't the place to go to get your season back on track, really. But then I suppose the other side of that is if you go and beat a team like them, it actually gets your season really back on track because it's a great win. And the most adverse weather I've probably ever played in, like you said.
1: Oh, it was grim. I mean, it rained. I mean, the the, the cats and dog phrase doesn't do it justice for how much I was trying to record the game and gave up at halftime just simply, although I ironically missed two cracking goals in the second half, which I've not been forgiven for since. (laughs) Um, But it was just so wet. There was just no way I could could do it. I couldn't keep the, the lens clean. I couldn't keep drying the dugout. It was just horrendous.
2: I, th- I think on top of that I think people need to remember that we're not allowed to use changing facilities so we actually had to get changed in our cars in the car park in that rain and when I was getting changed to go home I, I-, I could ring me stuff off You should. I-, I can't looking back I can't believe I was able to run in how heavy the stuff was when I took it off um, so we- we-, we we done well there um, against a good team Um I think, if you'll remember rightly, I was deployed as a striker in the game.
1: A false nine.
2: A very false (laughs) nine. Very false.
1: Well, was was this victory inspired by probably one of the most unique team talks, pre-match team talks, I've ever witnessed? Uh, It was a cross between uh, the chess game played in the first Harry Potter film. Uh, One of those... (laughs) one of those Sky Sports graphics that Gary Neville uses before where he's drawing on the pitch and moving people around and um, trying to predict how the game's going to pan out um, yeah, all done in the rain
2: yeah it, it was very physical and visual and I think we, we've got some great players but I, I don't think anyone will mind me saying this because I'll say it to their faces, we've got some really dense, stupid people and I think I think to be physically dragged around or physically shown where to be and what to do. I think that probably did switch a few people on.
1: Uh, yeah. Um,
2: so I, I, it did. It did definitely play a little part. I think
1: because uh, what Yoz did was he he basically matched the line out. He made everyone stand in the starting lineup in the car park in person and move people around to show the different uh, scenarios and where he wanted everyone to be.
2: Yeah, that's it. it was, I think it was seeing it mapped out a little bit. Um, probably helped a few people. I, I think w- when you talk about things like me playing off front and stuff, it's, it's not always. It doesn't always leap into your head there's a natural thought process, but uh, we managed to piece it out quite well, and, and it looked like it worked. I don't know. We one I... down.
1: We? we did, we did indeed. And at that point, I did worry slightly where that was going to head. But you, you, you were yeah. impressive. I have to say, you were worthy of that three-two win as well. That wasn't a, that wasn't a. We scraped it with a lucky goal.
2: No, I, I think we were good value. Definitely, I think um, I think they we end up going two one up. And they equalised, and I can remember feeling a little bit hard done to with the draw. And then and Chrissy, who's currently sitting as top scorer, goes and pops up in the box.
1: Well, we'll come to that again in a moment. Uh, moving then on from the South Sefton win, uh, plenty of goals, five goals in in one game, loads of end to end action, and we go to McGull, which was supposed to be uh, our ground. But due to heavy rain, we hatched. It, we switched it to their ground, uh, which I have to say was a, a lovely pitch to to play on. Uh, to a goal fest nil nil, uh, which is probably the second nil. Well, it is in fact the second nil nil draw at their place in consecutive seasons, and yet probably the most entertaining of nil nil draws, as was the one the season before. I think last year's uh, highlight said it was about eight minutes long of how not to shoot in front of goal.
2: Yeah, yeah I think And in the interest of balance and fairness, it could have went either way. It's not like we're sitting here saying, we had this, many chances. We had a lot of chances to nick it, but so did they. They had some good ones at the end when they come on strong. Um, yeah, I, I, that was, I, I played up front again in that and without blowing too much smoke in the Southampton game, I thought I was really good up front. It worked really well. But in that McGull game, I really felt like a midfielder playing out of position, and I, f- I felt really bad watching uh, Dude. There was a couple of times where I-, I watched him you know, and I almost wanted to apologise to him for not being who he needed me to be. You know, he he'd run up the wing on his own, carrying four lads on his back, and I didn't have the natural position and all the speed to keep up with him and get in the box for him. And I I almost I almost felt apologetic in the last. Um, ten minutes of the game, to be honest with you, I I, I done really well in South and everything came off and w- worked well. But I can remember coming away after we end up drawing, thinking, "Wow, I I definitely don't play there. Like that that that's an auxiliary option, but it, it's not something we should be pushing for."
1: You say as, you see you say that. I, I mean. And I, I, again, I would prefix this with the fact that I don't think McGull are in any way, shape or form a dirty team. I think they're quite to the contrary, actually. But yeah. their centre-back kicked you pull to post. Uh, I mean, it he was, he was an absolute miracle that he didn't get a booking just by virtue of the sheer number of fouls that he committed throughout the course of that game. And the, their league position always belies how tough they are to play against I think we beat them 1-0 last season and drew 0-0 and I think the year before that I think it was 2-0 nil draws or a 0-0 and a 1-0 victory again we we seem to really struggle to get any goals from them but as I say and as you said before it's not from a lack of chances on either side
2: No that's it I think um, I, I I think obviously we'll, we'll move on to the um... The, the last two games we've had, but I think, and this is no disrespect to anybody else, but I think it we didn't have Sam Diko for that game. And when Dude and Sam are both playing up there, mm-hmm. no disrespect to anybody else. They're just an absolute pair of handfuls. Um and I think if Sam was playing we'd been able to cause them they have been fighting wars on two fronts rather than being able to just double up on Ste and go man for man with me. Um, and I think if you if you've if anybody wants to see the marine highlights and the Hill ones, um you can just you can tell just from them snippets how quick they both are, how aggressive they both are. And I think I described stays unplayable after Hill, but when he's got Sam up there, it, it takes a bit of you know, it's another foil. You know, the the, the pair of them can just do it a lot. I, I think if we'd have had Sam available, I think we might have been looking at a couple of more goals, to be honest. Um, but no, take not away. They, they are they're, they're difficult for us to break down for whatever reason it is. We don't we don't seem to um, take our chances against them, whatever, and they certainly make you work for it, don't they? The,
1: it's a big picture, McGull. I, I think it does help to have that pace and that strength up front. I think that's probably why you yeah. felt a bit at, uh, like a duck out of water up front on that game because it's such a vast pitch you have to be able to cross the pitch quite quickly and cover lots of ground easily. And yeah. someone like Sammy Dicko has that acceleration to just power away. And when you've got loads of space yeah. in behind the back four, uh, that's that's like Christmas come early, isn't it, for someone like him?
2: It's a form of defending as well, though, because when people see that they're both flying machines, they're not as eager to let people join in. Fullbacks don't move out. Midfielders might have to hang back. And you're able to pin teams back. you, you, you it's it's almost d- defence fire attack if that makes sense. Um, so we're able to get more of a foothold on the ball, keep keep people out of our way. You know, we can't flood the midfield as much because the defenders are screaming out for help behind them, which is just a dream for the rest of us.
1: Now, that was a clean sheet, uh, followed very quickly in succession by another clean sheet where we beat Marine Reserves 3-0 at home. Now, I wasn't at this game, so I'm going to have to rely upon your your honest reflection of how well this game went. Um, how did we play?
2: We, we were good. Um, the former team of mine, Marine Reserves, and what you tend to find with bigger clubs like that who have reserve teams... It's really tough for them. They, all, they, they tend to be either under-18 teams that have got too old for under-18s or teams that are depleted because any good players they do get, the idea is to move them up into the first team and stuff. So they were they were all really young lads. Um, they were good technical and they were fit. They were maybe a little bit wet behind the ears and... Um, we we took hold of the game straight away, which was weird because we didn't have it was it was the derby day, was it? It was, was, was that the yeah, derby it was. Day? So um, most of the lads didn't really get a warm up, and we were you know we were around phones and stuff trying to watch the game. So we had probably one of the worst warm ups we've ever had.
1: And we're notoriously and, bad at starting as well, games. Uh,
2: but then we started the game really fast, and we we we, we pegged them in. And as I, I to say, um, no disrespect to them because they were they were some good players, but. When lads are you know sort of that young, um, you, you almost feel it's a matter of time before you can just sort of overpower them a little bit. Um, and they had one lad up front who he was a little bit needly, He left one in on Jamie Stewart um, late. He jumped with him and just clattered them. And um, when me and RJ said something to him, he was—you he could see—he was ready to go. And he ended up getting sent off for verbals. But while he's get while he's arguing with the ref, me and RJ are standing either side of him, winding him up more. <laughs> so I think he he, he was moaning about RJ, like, oh, he filed him and it was a foul, the ref missed it. And he started arguing and the pair of I mean, we just looked at each other and thought, Shall we get in on this? And we just had <laughs> him like on strings and he ended up the referee Sim them And he, he he just kept going, and I'm going to the F4, could not have that off him, you know, so he, he gets sent off, after about 20 minutes, and then, we just kept the ball away from him, for a, an hour, <laughs> basically, um good movement, patience, great decision making, took chances, but I think once it was 10 men, it was, it, it was, game busted, over, I'd say. they didn't really have a, a lot, with 11, not, not again, not to disrespect them, because, it's a really weird place, reserve teams, you you see it, some years they have great teams, some years they struggle a little bit, they just get depleted, you know.
1: Well, they are new to the division, aren't they? So they did get promoted last season, based on the points per game system, so this was the first time, they were a relatively unknown quantity, um, and uh, uh, they're usually quite difficult, those teams where they are young and fit, and full of good technique, because, they can be a little bit of a, a mystery box. Because um, yeah. if they turn it on on the day and they get a little bit of skip in their step, yeah. they can torment you. And yet, if, like you say, you get on top of them mentally quite early on, then you can just yeah. dominate them quite easily.
2: I, I was a little bit disappointed to learn as well. I don't know if you know this. They, they don't play their home games at the stadium anymore. The oh, not? They, they play on a 4G, I think. So that, that would have been a good... Um, a good away day for some of the lads. It's, just, it's a decent little stadium, you
1: know. I don't know. You know, I'm sure I've seen on social media some of the other teams that they've played before us playing at that ground, but I guess we'll have to wait and see and maybe maybe not bank on the fact that we might be playing there. But it, I, I
2: maybe it's well permitting.
1: Yeah, because I was a bit disappointed a couple of seasons ago when we were playing Vauxhall Motors reserves and yeah. thought we might get on the main pitch. And again, we ended up on a, a crappy 4G and it, it's... I think it just takes a little bit of the spectacle out of it, doesn't it?
2: I give a goal away, Mark, in that game, so... Uh, the <laughs> the
1: Well, moving swiftly along then, uh, our final yeah. game of October was uh, away to Mossley Hill, a local derby on a pitch that I hate to record on uh, because we always get stuck on the lower part of the hill in Mossley um, yeah. and you can't see the other far side and uh, no matter how... I balance or straighten up the camera it always looks like i'm cockeyed um but <laughs> like me yeah but again it, i don't know whether it was because it was a, a run of good form and our our peckers were up or whether we were we were just the better team whether they had a bad game i mean you tell me because you were playing in it but a 5-2 away win against the team who again we would notoriously struggle against
2: yeah, we don't we don't do well against them they've always got a good team another club' I've got I I've got a lot of respect for mostly. um I, that 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 game just sort of emphasizes what i was saying before about dude and sam though no, i think they were the difference between the teams it, it, it the 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 middle ground the middle running was quite 50 50 and we didn't play our sparkling best, but I thought it was a great way performance. We battled well. We 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 looked like we wanted it a bit more, and we we played the game better. Early doors, it was apparent that we weren't going to play Barcelona football, so we we just put stuff in areas for Dude and Sam, and they gave them nightmares. Um, anything into feet, anything in behind, anything in the air, they had too much for whoever was marking them, and that helped us get up the pitch and box them in. And um, I think. We 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 go one 0 up with Dude, and they score probably the well, best goal. Well, was
1: it Dude or was it Chris? It
2: was definitely Dude because I set him up.
1: <laughs> um, at the end, of, just just to put this in the context, when he was listening at the end of the game, neither yours nor I could remember off the top of our heads who'd scored the five goals. Uh, and Chris Krushanks who happened to be standing next to us at the time uh, claimed that he'd scored two so when the referee asked us, we told the ref that Chris has scored two goals obviously Chris knowing full well that that hadn't been the case so we would outrageously stolen a goal off probably the scariest human being on earth um, which I'm sure he will live to regret at some point in his life
2: it depends if Dude needs that goal in the in the race or not. I don't think he'll be too bothered if he doesn't. Thankfully, but um, yeah, Chris was a little cheeky, a little bit cheeky with that. <laughs> but no, definitely Dude. Um, I managed to put him away, and he, um, his touch and his finish is just immaculate. And then they they scored off a breakaway
1: instantly as well, wasn't it?
2: wasn't far uh, behind after after our goal. No, I, I think it might be the best goal that's ever been scored against me. Um, they've got a, a lad he's a lovely midfielder um, he just glides with the balls passing and he's really really good he probably just lacks a genuine yard of pace and stuff like that or he, he might not be playing for Mossfield you know what I mean he, he's really technically good and um, he runs on and meets a cross on the volley first time and it's just perfect it? you'll you remember obviously um, I can I, I just remember we all looked at each other and there was no blame. There was no nobody. You know, in the aftermath of a goal goals, normally a lot said. We all, we just put it. We just chalked it down to one of them and come out swinging. And we managed to get another goal just before half time. Um, but that 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 goal was a. I, know, I think I can say it now that it cost Costas. It was a stunner, wasn't it?
1: Well, thanks for building that up because, of course, that was the only goal of the game I missed and largely it was because <laughs> <laughs> because of that. Um, because we'd scored, I was still doing the mobile app notification so i was sort of doing that plus it was on the far end of the pitch so i'd done a burst of shots of people running because it wasn't in an area that i particularly expected anything exciting to happen it's usually when you get a bit close to the box that i realize it needs to happen and then the guy sort of crossed the ball in again to a, a not a particularly dangerous area sort of towards the edge of the box at which point i thought ah I might need to start recording here, but because I've just done a burst of shots, it wouldn't let me record straight away because the camera was still yeah. downloading. And then th- that this, this player come out of nowhere and just volleys an absolute thunder bastard into the top bin. Uh, and I'm standing here going, shit, man, I've missed that. Uh, <laughs> I'm only glad that one of our lads didn't score that because that legitimately would have been the end of my life. Um, but, but thankfully, it was an opposition player so I, I feel less guilty.
2: I, I tried to outdo him, but you—you uh, you were good enough to capture mine. Um, <laughs> I just—I just—I didn't have enough time to uh, to get it where it needed to be. But there was there was there was a, a heart and mouth moment where I thought I might have outdone him.
1: Well, I've uh, on the back of that first half as well. Uh, Connor Porteous missed out on a golden opportunity to do a spectacular overhead kick, which I did capture as well. Um, and he bottled it, so he's now promised me he uh, Yeah, he's promised me an overhead kick before the end of the season to make up for that fact. Uh, you can see it on I've the highlights. You, you can see it in the highlights. I don't even need to tell you which highlight section it is. You'll see the ball sit up perfectly. You'll see him even position himself ready to do it <laughs> and then change his mind mid-flight of the ball, only to, yeah. I don't know, pass it off quite dully and... <laughs>
2: He, he gave the ball away. He said he had to set it to me and he gave it away.
1: There's a lesson to be learned. Sometimes you've just got to go for the spectacular.
2: Yeah. Some birds weren't meant to be caged. <laughs> just go
1: for uh, I suppose the only downside to the Mossy Hill was the uh, injury to Sammy Dicko, who, as you said, was having a blinder in this game, tormenting their players just with pace uh, and power and uh, I think he was actually leading into one of our goals. He he pulled his thigh muscle, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he's, he's just over... It. Well, to be, to be fair, that surprised me when he told me what he'd done because he hasn't actually got a thigh. <laughs> uh, he's just got two spindles sticking out of his shorts. So that that did shock me, but I think he's okay. I don't think it's anything too serious, uh, thankfully, but he, uh, he was replaced by another Sam who um, debutised on a day and managed to get himself his 1st goal go-on, his first appearance absolutely buzzing with him because he's uh, he's worked hard for that and training
1: and stuff so he's a nice lad, and in, in fairness I well I I, I, I wouldn't be quite as positive about him because he did he did verbally threaten me before he went on cuz he just bought himself a new pair of uh, boots which were very oh. Chesh colored and I love them in fact I love them so much I've ordered a pair for myself But he did say that I needed to capture some really good shots of him in those boots. So you can imagine having missed the thunder bastard from the first half, I was mightily received to get his goal in the set. And in fact, almost as soon as he scored the goal, he did run over to check I had actually got it. So uh, you're all right, Sam. We got that one. That can go in your 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 personal archives.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. No, his his face was probably my favorite part of the day. I think. It's easy to forget sometimes it, why we all do this. You know, we are, especially our professional. We're trying to make it with you know highlights and 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 the team gear we wear and all that. We we are just essentially a bunch of lads that never made it who are refusing to let go. Um, <laughs> and but when you, when you see someone's face light up like that, it kind of oh yeah, that's why we do this. It's it's uh, it's, it's a lot of enjoyment.
1: So that's the end of October. We've got. Four games there, three wins and a draw, two clean cheats. You must be pleased with that.
2: I am. I'm buzzing. Um, I, we were actually due to play Remeke in, in that run as well, but they had um, an unfortunate COVID uh, incident. So hope, hope everything's all right with them, another, another great club. Um, but I had a fancy, because they're having a bit of a tough time, I would have fancied us to pick another win up there as well. So the, the, the reaction to a tough start... Um, the, the mentality in the, in the group and stuff like that has been really, really good, really positive. Um, and you can't, you can't really ask for more of a reaction after a maybe less than um, fantastic start.
0: Check out award-winning Johnson and Boone Solicitors' unique product, Legal Guard, ideal for businesses and individuals. LegalGuard ensures you get the legal help you need, when you need it. Packages start from just £24 a month and include free expert advice, access to a library of legal documents, as well as exclusive discounts on a range of services. For more information, visit johnsonandbooncouk forward slash LegalGuard and quote the code, for Chesh.
1: Um, so that's that's match reviews, we won't have many more of those next because we'll move on to the news section which of course the main news section is the fact that um, Bojo's locked us down again so there is no more <laughs> grassroots football for a month although we all know that where the, the number of people who have the virus goes down between now and then uh, will dictate yeah. whether or not we start playing again. Um, Although the good news is, of course, that Liverpool's one who's been trialled with the mass testing, so that might help because, I have to say, it'd be be a real shame if we can't play any more football between now and Christmas. And, of course, the weather as well. The weather notoriously kicks in at this time of the year and makes it a bit more difficult to get games on. We can't even train either, which is another bugger because... The lads have worked really hard, certainly over the the initial lockdown period and during pre-season, to get their fitness levels in. And I think that has certainly shown in October. And I think, in fairness, showed in September when we were playing against some of the better teams in the league, who we should have got something from.
2: Yeah, fitness has been a massive, massive um, boost. And I think if you look at some of the lads who are... Um, getting, you know, your man of the match votes and scoring goals and stuff. a lot of us are more senior, shall we say. And it, it you know, Chris shanks um, fittest lad in the team by far, thirty five. Jamie Hughes, not far behind them for the fittest, thirty four. Um, and a lot of these lads are obviously looking, you know, how many years have we got left doing this and stuff like that? And for us to keep getting it's snatched away, if you like. You know, it, it, another season lost. You know, last season's a non-season. And I, I know people got promoted and relegated and stuff, and I uh, haven't really got any issues. But it was a non-season, was it? We, we played just over half, it I think so. I think I think for, for lads who are getting into those years, having the COVID threat taking time away from us, it, it, it's uh, it's an incentive to keep fit and get another year out of it because you, you feel like you're not really getting the time at are old so. There's, there's a lot of us that are putting work in at the moment. We've got um, you know, the, the training and WhatsApp group and stuff like that. The science was so to keep on track, get, get, let people know who's doing what you know, get, get runs in do some gym work if you've got stuff in the house and whatever and hopefully we can hit the ground back on even when we're allowed to.
1: Um, and uh, you mentioned there about Chris who was one of the people who was on the shortlist to win the October Play of the Month um, but didn't in part because obviously you can't give uh, an award to someone who has so blatantly stolen somebody else's goal. Uh, you, of course, were were the joint winner along with uh, Dude. Um, that is the way, of course, we, we work out is after every game, we ask people, uh, both the public and the club members, to vote for who they thought was their man of the match. Uh, and whoever wins the most votes uh obviously gets the award but i keep track of the first the second and the third place and you get three points for a, a man of the match two for coming second and one for coming third that then gets added up over the course of the month and that gives you your play of the month award so um although you didn't win a man of the match um throughout the whole of october through consistency by coming sort of second on a regular basis you You've managed to get yourself quite rightly as well, play of the month, because I think I think your form this month, along with the likes of Dude, um, has been pretty impressive.
2: Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's it's nice to see the fruits. I think I, I've I've probably not given a great account of myself over the last couple of seasons due to my own fitness and stuff like that. So I think um, I'm probably as fit as I've been mm-hmm. since I was about twenty. Um, it's probably a shame that it's taken me this long to. To, to to do that, but to start to see the awards is nice, and it 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 makes the early morning runs or the shitty diet food, it it makes it you know a little bit more bearable when you start to see a little bit of recognition and stuff. So it's I, I've enjoyed it. I, I I've, I've enjoyed this half of the season so much more than the last couple of years. To be honest, it's been um, it's been really good.
1: Fantastic. Uh, now uh, in other news, um, we. Uh... I have a, a public apology to make to Arthur Green, <laughs> who was the oh, former, God. he was the former West Cheshire League club secretary. Uh, now, a, a few years ago, he had a stroke and obviously stepped down because of the health uh, consequences of that stroke, and uh, he was sorely missed because he was a, an amazing league secretary did a huge amount of work quite frankly i don't know how he managed to get through it all really nice guy as well very supportive of, of clubs if you needed some help you could drop him a line and he'd, he'd always happily guide you or assist you in whatever it was that you needed uh, now the league uh, on and i can't remember what day it was i'm going to say monday um I've, I've i think i've blanked it from my mind um <laughs> Pass, passed on uh, their condolences to uh, an Arthur West who had passed away, who was the former West Cheshire League Secretary. I saw Arthur, I saw League Secretary, I put two and two together and uh, promptly uh, wrote uh, an obituary and posted on social media um passing, passing on our best regards to the family and friends of arthur green who as it turns out and thankfully yours spotted it nice and early uh, so i was able to delete our posts uh, that actually arthur was fine he's still alive fit and fighting uh, and on the basis he lives uh, a stone's throw from where i live i probably should have checked first uh, <laughs> um unfortunately and i didn't realize this but i think you and a couple of others have pointed out that it did go a bit viral which i, I can't say i'm a, a person who normally starts either viral social media trends um i'm not particularly a trendsetter as a human being but a lot of other clubs quickly saw this and reacted and uh very soon the social media sphere was festooned with Arthur Green condolence messages uh, which has left me slightly mortified so uh, on behalf of my stupidity uh, Arthur I apologise profusely to all those clubs who went to great efforts to say love the things about a man who actually turns out still to be alive uh, my apologies uh, for putting you in that position Uh, and to the league please don't deduct us any points for my rash social media posting Uh, so that's that Uh, moving on to our final uh, news topic Uh, it's actually something that we uh, were victim to last year and was something that you actually came across Pez uh, only last week uh, if anyone remembers, we uh, quite magnificently beat Prescott Cables 4 2 last season, uh, which was their only defeat. Yeah, well, it was their only defeat of the season. Uh, it was stricken from the record by virtue of the fact that we played an illegible player by accident, despite what the league concluded, which was that we should have realised. That he was an illegible player and done something about it. Uh, the, the fact was that that player could have been signed on there and then, would have been signed on there and then, and only uh, by virtue of just a mere administrative oversight did it happen. He didn't score any goals, he didn't do any assists. Uh, anyhow we were told off the back of that when Prescott lodged an official complaint that we would have our three points taken off of us we appealed, it went to appeals hearing uh, the appeal decision uh, reflected the initial one which was that uh, Prescott should get the full three points despite our remonstrations that in the very least the game should be replayed um, there's been a real change hasn't the Pez?
2: yeah I was... Um... I like to listen to BBC Radio Manchester because their football phoning is hilarious because both clubs aren't having a great time. And they they were just covering um, the round of fixtures, which would have been the FA Cup replays. And they were talking about Stockport and Chesterfield, who had already played. And I think Chesterfield won on penalties, but they actually fielded a player who wasn't registered in time to play. It was an oversight in the paperwork and he scored a penalty in the shootout. The rule change has seen that any administrative error that is deemed to be accidental and with no malice will lead to the game being replayed. So that then two teams have now replayed that fixture completely um, and it's deemed no harm, no foul. It was a complete accident. Um, don't Don't you worry yourself. It's, you know... We 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 held, we were held. We sorry. We we were held to a, um, a higher standard last year, despite holding an amateur status as opposed to the professional one. But th- th- there is now a change in the rules that says if it's an administrative error and it's deemed to be accidental and with no malice, then um, the, the the fixture will be replayed.
1: I guess that was the disappointing part of last year. It feels like I'm getting on my high horse again because I, I feel particularly um responsible for this because I was the one who filled in the team sheet and I was the one who normally signs on players. So I know full well that it would have been wouldn't have been an issue at all if it had been if if I'd have realised. Um and as I said, we we were arguing we weren't afraid to replay the game. It wasn't a case no. of we, we were arguing to keep the points. Although actually I think on the face of it, given the lack of 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 impact that one player can do, particularly when there was there was no goals and no assists on his part, and as as we pointed out to the league at the hearing, we have highlights that can be veri- that can verify that statement. That's not just our interpretation of the game. Um, it, it it could have been argued we should have kept the points, but we said we accept this is wholeheartedly our fault, and yeah. we're happy to replay the game if if that if that. If Prescott feel that they've been disadvantaged Uh, and it did feel extremely draconian at the time Um, I think I got told off for getting too animated which isn't normally something I do either but I got too animated um, because I I thought it was just a really draconian step certainly for our level of football and we're not talking uh, mass amounts of prize money going missing as a result of this and actually as it Actually, as it transfer? And and one of the main arguments I had was that it disadvantaged other clubs who hadn't done anything wrong. Um, yeah. So if you look at the points per game ratio that was applied to actually give Prescott Cables the promotion, had that not been applied, had they not got those three points given to them, then Heswell would have actually been promoted last season. Um, and I think that's 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 quite an important thing to remember there that. That you've essentially we've we as a club, I as a person, have essentially robbed Heswell Football Club of a promotion because of an administrative paperwork error, and that just felt a bit wrong.
2: Yeah, I I I I can completely see why you'd feel like that. I think you're probably putting a little bit too much onus on yourself, obviously, because those those types of I administrative mean, errors a ten a penny, really. Um, it, it, the disappointment part for me was. I know I've probably mentioned this on this podcast in the past, so apologies for them, but the of Cables rightly celebrated the promotion and good luck to them. But they put a thing on, on about going the season unbeaten. And I was kind of like, it feels like you're rubbing it in a little bit now. You, you've you've sort of, you, you've you gone crying to the league. You've had points taken that I don't think you should have had. And now you're talking about some unbeaten record and we clearly beat you there's footage there if you want to watch it again <laughs> I set a couple of goals up I'll watch them with anyone
1: well no n- who would not want to watch that murgy header when I think uh, we went 3-2 three, t- three two up I think it was
2: yeah I, I, I think that, that, that's one for the Christmas DVDs isn't it? It, it, it hits the post and comes back and hits the goalkeeper and goes in
1: yeah so um Thankfully, that hopefully that rule change will stand as precedent and give some of the uh, huge numbers of volunteers who have to fill in what is akin to a tax return when filing these (laughs) um, team sheets a little bit of peace of mind that everything doesn't rest on their shoulders were they to make uh, an administrative error, which obviously none of us are paid to particularly perform so yes uh, we've got that out of our system um there isn't an awful lot more to talk about really because we haven't got any games to predict or look at um going forward with the lockdown um i think suffice to say we do have a couple of things in the pipeline in the absence of games we'll probably try and get a couple more football manager Uh, recordings uh, out of the way we did, Pez and I did do one, uh, during which time the Chesh have stormed to the top of the Premier League and Perry Hughes as our leader and captain has been magnificent with his goals and assists, only for the recording to wipe itself before I'd pressed stop Uh, so we've missed that bit so we will be picking it up from about four games on I think it might be against Newcastle as well. I think Connor, we we, we stopped at the Newcastle game just so that Connor, who was a Newcastle fan, could join us and watch us and have his loyalties uh, torn between the two. So we'll get a few more of those. We're also hoping to get a couple of uh, competitions out uh, before Christmas. We've we're going to offer some team wear or the opportunity to win some team wear between now and Christmas. Um, and some other bits and pieces uh, which we'll probably uh, announce as prizes along the way so keep your your eyes and your ears open there because for the raffle mm-hmm. prizes that will we'll raffle ticket uh price that we'll be uh, offering these things at i think there'll be some uh, it'll be well worth having a punt uh if for no other reason then you can give a really cheap christmas present to somebody uh for the cost of a five a eh? Uh, that's the Yorkshireman coming out of me. Uh, so, uh, Pez, thank you very much for joining us today, my friend. It's uh, It's been fantastic just having a little bit of me and you time.
2: Yeah, much needed, mate. Much needed me and you time.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, catch us again soon, guys. And thanks a lot for listening. Bye now.
0: Get social at Cheshire Lines FC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.